you want to give love to the city, that's a fact. But you're going to need help if you want to make an impact. Well endowed, you want to be well endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well endowed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who have created endowment funds at ECF. These funds are carefully stewarded to generate money that supports charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. We have another bonus episode here for you. We find out how the annual Five Days for the Homeless event supports youth empowerment and support services here in Edmonton. Youth Empowerment and Support Services, or YES for short, is an organization that provides several resources to young people struggling with trauma and are dealing with housing instability. Young people in need of support can go to YES for 24-7 sheltering, drop-in resources, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports all to ensure they are getting the support they need to connect with the community and avoid re-entry into homelessness. YES has been part of Edmonton's community for 40 years, continuing to evolve to meet the needs of youth. It is important to continue building awareness of their work, which is where Five Days for the Homeless comes in. This annual event raises money to support YES while working to destigmatize vulnerable young people. This year, the event will run from March 14 to 18 with a series of events, including a trivia night and a cooking live stream. There's a lot to take part in throughout the week. Our correspondent, Scott Lilwall, spoke with the Senior Development Officer at YES, Desiree Concepcion, and with Travis Nowak, the VP of Public Relations with Five Days for the Homeless, to learn more. Yeah, I think we're really hard on other people, like without even knowing their situation. I think that's extremely common uh, when it comes to the homeless population within our city, is that we make a great deal of assumptions. The the misconception that like, okay, they're homeless, so why don't they just go get a job? Well, it's not that simple. If you don't have a car, if you don't have a cell phone, um, if you don't have the ability to go have a shower, right? These are all things that provide barriers for people that are homeless and um, are things that the average person doesn't take into consideration when they're making those criticisms. My name is Travis Nowak. I am Vice President of Public Relations for Five Days for the Homeless, and I'm really excited for this interview. When I catch up with Travis, it's in a small study room tucked away in a library at the University of Alberta. It's Sunday morning, but he's already well into a busy day. On top of midterms and interviews, he's getting ready for next week. For the past 17 years, the Five Days for the Homeless campaign is taking place in the middle of March, and while it looks a little different this year, the goal is still the same, to help young people struggling with homelessness. When you're a younger person, um, you're just less, uh, less experienced within life, and you have less knowledge of the resources around you, um, especially if, you know, for instance, if somebody is uh, 15 years old and they're in an abusive Uh, household and they decide to leave that household and they know almost nothing about the world, uh, that can be an extremely difficult issue uh, to face compared to somebody that uh, has been independent for a longer period of time. Um, So I think that that is probably the main main sort of idea. Um, On top of that, uh, people that are younger um, who are facing these issues and possibly have underlying trauma, um, they don't have as many people to reach out to. 
um, outside of, you know, just family. Uh, there's less time in life to make friends that possibly could offer a shelter for you or uh, help you um, get back on your feet, so to say. Since 2005, the Five Days campaign has raised money for Edmonton's youth empowerment and support services. Um, they're one of the very few organizations that uh, prioritizes young people. Um, a lot of these sort of systems that we have in place are just generally um, to uh, help homeless people in general, which is, you know, awesome um, an idea. However, each sort of demographic of age has specific needs. And yes, really does a good job in uh, addressing those needs and tailoring their services to help the youth. And uh, we believe that, you know, um, helping people that are younger uh, has sort of a dividend down the road in that, um, you know, if, if you can help somebody before uh, trauma is ingrained in them and before they've, you know, been homeless chronically for a great period of time, then uh, you, you will have a far greater um, experience sort of uh, reintegrating them back into society and helping them. Desiree Concepcion is the Senior Development Officer at YES. While there are a number of supports in Edmonton for those facing homelessness, YES fills a very important role in the city. And we support youth ages 15 to 24 years who are experiencing homelessness. Um, we provide low barrier shelter, supportive housing, and individualized care. So what makes YES so unique is that we're actually the only youth shelter um, that supports youth in Northern Alberta. Um, all the other shelters provide shelter for youth and adults, um, but that's not necessarily the kind of environment that our youth want to be exposed to, um, especially if you look at other shelters that support adult homelessness. Um, it's a different lifestyle for them. Um, and we recognize that we're just, we are more than a shelter, that we provide that wraparound support. Um, and all the youth coming through our doors are coming from a variety of backgrounds, um, genders, races, economic backgrounds. So we want to be able to have intentional conversations to help them work towards their goals and be integrated back into the community and out of homelessness. So we actually have our shelter Nexus that's um, off White Ave, and we also have supportive housing. So these shelters, we want to work with our youth wherever they're at in their life. So we do have our shelter that's been transitioned to 24 hours. So it's readily accessible to them. The, the pandemic has greatly impacted the population that we serve especially when many of the outdoor public spaces were closed. Uh, so we needed to ensure there's a safe place for our youth to go to. Um, so we've gone through a few different transitions, um, but currently we've actually uh, transformed our overnight shelter, Nexus, to now be a 24-hour shelter. Um, that way youth have access to a bed and food all the time. Um, their safety has, has always been a priority, so we have added additional health and safety protocols, um, and we also signed on a lease to have a cohort living for our youth, and that, that provided additional beds just to ensure that there, there's always a space for our youth. 
The pandemic has affected every part of how YES operates, which means additional costs. But COVID has also changed the way the organization gets its funding. We also focused on health and safety where we've had to adjust how we take in donations. So we did close to the public, um, but prior to COVID, we, we were heavily uh, relying on public donations to keep our donation room and our kitchen stocked. So it has affected um, the amount of support we receive, but we have turned to grants and also working with specific groups and companies where they can provide our most needed items at the time that they're looking to fundraise. That's what makes fundraising efforts like five days so important at a time like this. This year, Travis and the others taking part are aiming to raise around $22,000 for YES. Yeah, so we're very grateful for the partnership um, that we've established with five days. Um, It's been an incredible campaign helping raise awareness uh, and really to see the students rallying together to make a difference has been really inspiring and it's it's very community driven and that's how yes started so to see that the students are running the campaign they're all so enthusiastic really sharing about our programs and speaking about prevention and how they can integrate youth back into the community This year's campaign will look very different according to Travis. Previously, students participating in five days would sleep outside on the U of A campus, both to raise funds and to draw attention to the issue of homelessness in a city. However, this time they've had to make some changes. So in the past, five days for the homeless has committed to sleeping outside of the business building um, to really raise awareness because people will see us and they'll be curious about, you know, why are these people sleeping outside of the business building for five days straight? They don't have a shower or anything like that. They'll come up and they'll ask us questions and that creates a great opportunity to uh, spread our message. Yeah, so the the physical and visual element is really important um, for the organization because a lot of people just do not give homelessness the amount of attention that it deserves. And so doing something that really draws attention to people that otherwise would not be drawn to the cause um, is incredibly valuable. And uh, we think that it also kind of distinguishes ourselves um, as not just an organization that, um, you know, says things online and collects donations and, and all that, but we actually do interesting events where people are encouraged to participate, encouraged to ask us questions, and it really allows us to have discussions with our community on this uh, very sensitive issue. Um, This year, unfortunately, because we were completely, um, you know, in the dark with regard to if we were going to be back in person or not, we weren't able to do that event. And so we had to really discuss pivoting. um, And that was a great uh, that took up a great deal of our conversations throughout the year in the future we do plan to uh, have go to continue the tradition of sleeping outside however right now with everything being so turbulent it's difficult to uh, commit to such a thing because if it doesn't end up happening um, we want to make sure that people trust our our statements when we say we're committing to something and uh, it's ultimately about risk reduction we can't allow people to uh, not take our word for things. They've moved mostly online. This year's campaign stretches from March 14th to the 19th, with different events planned on every day. 
These include a trivia night and a live stream cooking class on St. Patrick's Day, as well as a games night. On the 14th, Five Days will host a panel on homelessness, featuring speakers from YES, Habitat for Humanity, and other organizations. Another evening will include documentaries on homelessness and poverty in Alberta. That part of the campaign, helping people understand the struggle with homelessness, is just as important as the fundraising. Yes, so the educational aspect of things is really important because that is one half of our mission at Five Days. It is really to spread awareness and not just awareness to our local campus community, but also to the community abroad in general within Edmonton and to really um, sort of uh, help people understand where, where homelessness is at. And I think that uh, it's really important to uh, talk about this right now as we have increased economic insecurity from COVID-19 over the last recent years. So um, I think it's going to be an increasing problem and we need to address it. And to address it, we need to be able to empathize with people. A large part of their efforts, Travis says, is reminding people that homelessness can affect almost anyone. Especially in recent years, the cost of living and housing have risen sharply and the number of people facing economic instability has gone up as well. And I think over the years we've seen um, definitely a rise in inflation um, and with that rises in interest rates, however, uh, not a great enough rise yet to really hold back that inflation. So the cost of living has really increased and that's not just for luxury goods, that's for um, goods that people need to survive such as food and especially housing. I think housing has been uh, something that has been a great deal of topic uh, within the government lately. So it's something that uh, is very relevant and topical right now. You know, the rich have been getting richer and the poor have been getting poorer because in any sort of situation where you have an economic downturn, people that already had bad circumstances, like we're dealing with a great deal of debt. Now suddenly you have rising interest rates. So people that had a variable rate on their mortgage um, may not be able to actually afford their house. They may lose their house. And it's really just a cascade of different effects. It's not just, you know, one thing happens, another thing happens, and then that's it. It's really, you know, a chain reaction of different things that could leave somebody um, completely, you know, bankrupt or facing many different tough situations. And I think um, right now with the war with Ukraine and Russia, um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of those people felt that they had economic secure security within, you know, Ukraine, but all it takes is, you know, one political action for you to go from being a happy person living their life to, you know, suddenly being a refugee. And so it's something that um, a lot of people think can never happen to them. But in reality, um, there are many situations, you know, uh, famine, war, uh, political disruption, it can all um, affect the levels of homelessness within the country. While Five Days might have started on the U of A campus with just a handful of students, it's grown a lot these last 17 years. So Five Days for the Homeless um, started here at the University of Alberta back in 2005, so it's around for quite a long time. However, since then, it has spread nationally to campuses across Canada. So if somebody is interested in um, five Days for the Homeless and what we do here at the University of, of Alberta and they're, you know, let's say at the University of Toronto or any other university within the, the country, then I suggest that they Google their university name plus Five Days for the Homeless and see if they have an equivalent program going on because currently it is a national thing. I 
think that everybody right now can relate to the fact that um, inflation and prices in general are at the highest levels in recent history. Um, people are not getting the uh, sort of wage increase that they expect because wages are, um, as of course are taught in economics, quite sticky. And so it takes a, a long time for those contracts to end and um, sort of wages to increase. Um, I also think that with the increased levels of homelessness uh, within the city and within you know, the country, um, it's really important that we are spreading awareness and we're also making sure that the amount of money that we are putting into dealing with these people and helping them and reintegrating them is um, enough so that we could really uh, tackle this in a, in a broad way. For more information on this year's events or where to donate, people can visit 5daysedmonton.org. A big thanks to Scott Lilwall for bringing us that story. And thanks to Travis Nowak, VP of Public Relations for 5 Days for the Homeless, and to Desiree Concepcion, Senior Development Officer at Youth Empowerment and Support Services. 5 Days for the Homeless runs from March 14 to 18 this year, you can see all their events and get your tickets at 5daysedmonton.org. And that's a number five, not the word five. We'll have that link in our show notes. And you can also find out more about the incredible youth empowerment and support services at yes.org. That's Y-E-S-S dot org. We'll have links to their information too. And while you're there, you can check out ECF's upcoming granting deadlines and find out the latest community stories on our blog. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it with all of your friends. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help new listeners find our show. You can also connect with us on Facebook, or you can share your thoughts to see some pictures from the show. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Elizabeth Bonkink. And Andrew Paul. Until, Until next time. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation and is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well Endowed.